Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show, where we talk about the science of selling across the areas of demand generation, sales, and sales operation. This show is about doing. We focus on real problems, real solutions with real people, all dedicated to accelerating sales. I'm Gabe Larson. And I'm Steve Error. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Sales Acceleration Show. We're excited to be joined today by a friend and colleague and also my uh, my good friend and colleague, Steve Ayer. We've got Amanda Holmes from Chet Holmes International. Amanda, how the heck are you? Wonderful. <laughs> Doing beautiful. <laughs> the sun is shining. The earth is underneath our feet. I mean, nothing's upside down. That's that's pretty pretty something to celebrate. There's something to be said for that. I can't argue that. Where do you find yourself on this beautiful sunny day? Uh, Tampa, Florida. Tampa, Florida. Well, we certainly appreciate you jumping on uh, the InsideSales.com podcast. We've got a great show ahead of us. Amanda and I have been talking about some of the cool things that she's doing over at Chet Homes International and a topic that's near and dear to my heart, which is how do you manage your time? But before we get into that, Amanda, maybe you could just briefly introduce yourself and Chet Homes International. Yeah, my pleasure. So for those of you that haven't heard of Chet Homes International, uh, it was started by my father 25 years ago. We're celebrating our 25th anniversary this year. And uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, our methodology is based on 12 core principles. And my father built them while working for Charlie Munger, who is uh, – uh, Berkshire Hathaway, you know, um, uh, Warren Buffett's business yep, partner. Yep. yep. So he managed to double the sales of nine different divisions and several of the divisions he doubled multiple years consecutively and all of them doubled within 12 to 15 months. So he realized after he did that, that that was pretty spectacular and he actually had a repeatable process that can be put into place to grow business with sales marketing, time management, leadership tactics. So he put them all into his book, The Ultimate Sales Machine, and it became... Oh, man, The Ultimate <laughs> Sales Machine, yeah, is a must if for people. I'm glad you mentioned it. We, we, we should have a, a book list yeah, and have the... Ultimate, the yeah, yeah the, I mean... Start with that one. For the listeners out there, yeah, a must-read Ultimate Sales Machine, Chet Holmes. Um, I read it, Amanda. Uh, God, what was it? At least probably... Maybe it was only three years ago, but it is um, it, it is groundbreaking. Yet I, I don't want to to you know to knock it at all. It's just it's simple yet groundbreaking, and maybe that's the beauty of kind of the Chet Holmes methodology. Mm, mm, thank you. Yeah, I mean it's still hitting <laughs> Amazon's bestseller list seven years after its release, and I really don't do much to promote it. It's that's purely by word of mouth. So uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's been a great way to spread the word about us. So from that book, we've then created 78 training products that sell in 100 countries, and we've assisted over 200,000 businesses wow. worldwide. So I inherited the company four <laughs> years ago after my father passed, and I 
um, wanted nothing to do with it, to be completely honest. I had been studying. <laughs> At least you're honest. Yeah. At least you're honest. Okay. Uh, I'd been studying alternative medicine with my teacher, who's an Indian saint. So uh, I was teaching meditation in Asia when I got the call that my father was passing. I came home and he passed just a few weeks later. So I went from. I want nothing to do with this to, oh, wow, there's a lot of people here that we help to, oh, wow, people's lives have changed from these 12 core competencies and, and education-based marketing and the stadium pitch and the best buyer strategy and, and the hiring techniques and the time management secrets of billionaires and all of these things that I started to fall in love with our clients. And I said, okay, if I'm going to take this thing over, it's going to be different than what my father did because... He really buried himself in early grave. I, I, I didn't, I wanted to run it the way that I could run it, where it could be sustainable, where I took care of my health and my well-being. So I took over two years ago. And since then, we've been able to double our business the last two years in a row. And I increased marketing about 2,700% uh, last year from the year prior. And I'm on track to take that out of the, you know, blow that out of the park. But uh, really, my my come from here is how do I elevate the game of sales and marketing? How do I make it? Um, how do I be as authentic as possible and wake up every day saying, how can I selflessly serve every person that comes comes to me and comes to my organization? So with that in mind, you know, it's it's elevating a consciousness of, of some people that it's you know, I was just at a training for one of our Fortune 500 clients and someone said, oh, yeah, you know that old joke. When is a salesperson li uh, lying? Do you know this one? No, I don't know this one. I'm, I was waiting anxiously. I, I think I've heard it, but. Uh, every time. <laughs> no, you, then you got to tell me. <laughs> when they open their mouths. I was like, every oh, man. Wow. Oh, wow. So yeah, I, that, that is harsh. I want to change that. That's that's not I, I I'm a marketer and a salesperson through and through and that doesn't def define me and especially in today's world you know 97% of B2B buyers today are saying curb your sales messaging they're too strong it's too much as opposed to 5 years ago it was 75%. So we've gotten to the point where you really have to provide value. Yeah. Yeah, well the thing I've I've got to admit Steve having known Amanda for a couple of years now, um, her come from, th that's I think the difference that you probably uh, make not just at Chet Holmes International, but in the world where there is a true authenticity where it isn't just about making money, it is about changing lives and elevating the consciousness of business owners, salespeople and marketing people to just be better, to be better people and to make a difference in the world. And so, Amanda, again, appreciate you being on the show and, and talking to us about some of the key things you've learned over your your career there at Chet Holmes International. So um, would love to, to transition and get into some of the magic um, that Chet Holmes International does around the, the different modules and trainings. One that's near and dear to my heart, and I think that's near and dear to salespeople in general, is this concept of time management secrets for billionaires. But, but before I go any further, what what is the... I mean, it's a really catchy title. Mm -hmm. what, what's the genesis of that? Why not just time management? Why, why the billionaires? 
part. Oh, certainly, yeah. I want to be a billionaire. I'd love to do it the same to them. But was there a story behind that? Yeah. So when my father was working for Charlie Munger, a billionaire, um, he was absolutely overworked. He worked through every uh, holiday. He worked through every weekend. Every time he was in the office, all he did was react, 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 react. There was no time. The only work he could do was if he got to the office early or when he would get home, he would start actually working because all day he was just handling all the fires of all of his staff. And he came to the realization that he really needed some kind of system to be able to get the things done that he needed to get done. And he realized that Charlie, you know, if you ever wanted to meet with Charlie, you couldn't just call him up. You had to schedule a meeting. You had to have your agenda. And he knew that, you know, if, Charlie asked right before every meeting, you know, what's our outcome here? What do we want? And if he could just say yes to the question that you were going to uh, pose to him, then the, then the meeting would be over. And as so many hmm. business owners, executives, especially with the surgence of, of social media, it's like you, you're reactive so much of the day. I saw one statistic, and I, I think this might be off by a minute or two, but every time your focus gets sidetracked, it takes you 22 minutes on average to get back into focus. Yeah, I think I've seen that as well. And it's, it's, it's so easy to get distracted. Well, you, you, to your point, you end up being reactive, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Day, especially as a salesperson, as a sales leader, it's an email pops open, uh, a phone call. Uh, should I attack this? Should I do that? Uh, you just run nowhere and everywhere. It's, you're running on a treadmill, you know, running as hard as you can, but making no progress going anywhere. So the idea was really from Charlie. So, so Chet studied Charlie yes. and kind of found the secrets that Charlie did and put it down on paper as a program and a plan. Yeah. Yeah, and he changed it a little bit and adapted it. So he basically um, had this epiphany and then one day uh, wrote this big memo on his desk and sent it out to everybody saying, you will no longer take God-a-minute meetings from me. God-a-minute meetings are done. <laughs> if you need Oh, no. Right? I am Mr. God-a-minute meeting. Dang it. If you absolutely need a God-a-minute meeting, I will hold one hour a day where you can come for your God a minute meetings. Otherwise, everyone will have a, a specific time every week where they will meet with me and we will discuss uh, whatever you need. So, uh, you know, the sales team, we meet on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 a.m. You know, I'm making this up, but just to give you an idea, leadership, we meet on Thursdays sure. at 2 and, you know, X, Y, and Z. Uh, so at, <laughs> he tells the story so funny. It's like he, uh, then showed up to the next day and all day long, nobody came to his office and he honestly didn't even know what to do with himself. Cause he's ready to go. <laughs> Who's going to come next? Who's going to come next? He's so reactive. He had to retrain himself to be proactive at the office. And, um, it, it, Oh my goodness, it's so true. That is so embarrassing because it's so true. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like these and these principles, and we'll get into them in just a minute. I mean, is it applicable for for everybody, or is it best for leaders, or 
or um, for for someone like a sales rep? Or well, how applicable are some of the things that you'll be talking? Definitely about? everyone. I mean, it's just a matter of scheduling. So if you're in sales, you know, make sure that you have your just like Inside Sales says, you know, call at eight a.m. for every time zone. So you know, you start your day at let's say seven thirty or eight a.m. and you're making cold calls until ten or eleven. And then you answer your emails, so you block out. You're answering your emails from 11 to 12. You have your lunch break. Then you come back, and the afternoon is all follow-up. So for three hours, you're following up. Or you're new prospecting for three hours, and then another two hours are follow-up and you know making sure that everything's right in your CRM system or however you would run that. But blocking out that time to be specific. And then you know I, I leave two times a day where I check emails. 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there to be, you're proactive about answering the things that may come up reactively. So you leave your. So yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So you do, you go from kind of a, the general concept is just instead of being reactive, you go to proactive, but on the email piece, um, one of the things I struggle with, and I've turned this off and I keep turning it back on because I need my, my ADD personality. I've got the, the, you know, Steven, and Outlook, like the little um, pop-ups every time. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you? What is your thoughts on? What are your thoughts on the pop-up? I, I go back and forth on it. Oh, it's death of time management. It's complete and utter <laughs> suicide of trying to. Yeah, I knew she was going to say that. I well, set myself up. There, there's, there's a. Uh, I, I read a study once about the the thrill that you get when you someone sends you a text message or an email, mm. and there's actually an endorphin high that you get. Every because you're like, oh, someone's thinking about me. Someone has something important to say, and so I'm important. And your brain reacts to that um, same way as if they, you know, they say, "Hey, Gabe," you know, yeah. you, you react to that. So we actually are getting addicted to that little pop-up window. We get yeah. excited when you like someone. Obviously, I'm, I'm important. Someone sends me a message, and uh, um, you know, I I deal with the. I have to turn it off on my my computer here. I've got it popping up. As we're trying to record the podcast, and I have to remember, don't look at it. <laughs> so, so your recommendation certainly is um, for things. I mean, so email. It sounds like you would you turn that pop up off, for example, Amanda, and you say, "I got two slots, thirty minutes each for the day, where I'm basically going to respond proactively to email." I I run my email. My email doesn't doesn't run. Right. Me. But what? Is, am I right in that? Yeah. Sounds like that was right. What about with text mess? I mean, is there any thought around? Text messages. I, I probably, maybe stupidly, have given out my cell phone to a lot of people. Um, do, would you recommend the same thing, or how do you handle or recommending handling text messages? Yeah, I mean, so this whole system is very easy. The hardest part is a thing that we call pig-headed discipline and determination. <laughs> pig-headed <laughs> discipline and determination. PhD. Notice she said it twice. It's the most important. Oh, yeah, PhD. Yeah, good. That's a good acronym. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, you can – and I know that uh, Brendan Burchard and I have talked about this a bunch, how, you know, that's that's another thing um, is text messages. If if you're going to be – everyone expects that they should get a response right away, which is completely, you know, disrespectful of your time and what you're doing. So if you hold it accountable that I have this – time during my day where I'm going to respond to text messages, to emails, to, you know, fire, fire, this is happening, you know, schedule in that time. 
and uh, you know, so yeah, you, say you, something else. So you really have to be strong about that and say, okay, I'm I'm going to manage my time. And and you know, I, uh, me personally, my most productive days are when I follow our six steps, and you know, I allot my time and I do it. And then I also waver too because you know we're we're all human. But to come back to that over and over and over again, and my father teaches this that. To be an, the ultimate master, to master something, it's not about doing 4,000 things. It's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. So, uh, you know, we've gone on training, and I would say that's good on the wall. You could go yeah. once a you could go once a month watching that time management secrets of billionaires over and over and over again, just continually, because every time you'll pick up something new, it'll refresh it and you'll come back and get stronger and stronger. If you only do it once, you'll, you'll learn something, but then that skill drops off. Hey, Amanda, I want to get into these, these, these points of time management, because I think they're so crucial for everybody. The the one follow-up question I have to, to our conversation though is, how do you, you know, when someone does actually have an emergency, there is a, you know, red alert, sirens are going off. Mm. Um, how do you, how do you dif- differentiate that? If you, if you turn off the text messages, if you turn off the, the email pop-ups, is it, do you just say, if it's really that important, call me or actually come and see me? Or how do you, how do you filter that? Yeah, I mean... I, I, this is another thing. It's not just you doing it as well. If you have people that are reporting to you, you want to train them as well. Hey, you know that there's two times or one time a day where I check my email and I check my, uh, text messages. And so adhere to that and, and they'll, they'll listen for maybe the first three days. And then after that, Hey, you got, <laughs> you got a minute for this? Hey, hey. <laughs> got a minute. Yeah, that's right. Got a minute. Got a minute. And, and you'll have to continually train them to say, well, I don't have a minute. Can this be, or, or, uh, I'll say all the time, can this wait until our weekly call tomorrow? Yes, I can. Okay, great. Let's talk then. And, and what my father used to do, he would hand somebody a yellow binder or a yellow pad and just say, everything during the week that comes up that you want to ask me, write it down on this yellow pad and we'll discuss it on our weekly call so that people can keep track of it. That takes, that takes pigheaded discipline that you, you would have to, you'd have to actually manage your time. You couldn't let others manage your time. Um, so, so let's get, let's let's not bury the lead any further. Let's, let's, no, let's go get, get into some of these principles and maybe you can kind of give us a brief, uh, kind of overview. You've mentioned the six step process, um, it's funny. I, I think I actually read this in the book. Am I right? That was it Chad or someone in the book that he mentioned, he actually went to a time management course yeah. and they, it was going to be a two day course. And you know, they wanted to keep track of all his time for three months. He's like, I don't have time to keep track of my time for every minute of every day. So I did, did he walk out? Am I right? Did that yeah. If I book? had time for that. You know, I wouldn't need a time management course. Now, he here's another good quote. Yeah, that's, Great that's, time management shouldn't take a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Take, and so you guys have boiled it yeah. down to these these six simple steps. Let's let's dive into it. Walk me through kind of what's what's the first key or first step you, you typically approach this with? Yeah, no, I mean, it, just to add to that really quick, it only take about 15 minutes, maybe uh, five to 15 minutes in the morning or, or at night before your next day. But it's the consistent pig headed discipline and determination throughout the day to stick to that plan. Cause that's a, 
that's a skill in itself, right? So step number one is touch it once. We waste a month, a year, rereading emails, rereading documents, rereading, rereading, and not taking action on it. So if you touch it, do something about it. So with emails, if you read an email, respond to it right away. If you don't respond to it, at least put it into maybe a folder in your email that says, um, you know, respond in the next two days or three days or priority or not priority. Um, at least take action on it in some manner. Or, you know, if it's one of your employees, you know, I used to see this, my father would say this all the time in emails. It would be long and he'd be like, this is too long an email. Uh, follow up on weekly call. <laughs> he wouldn't even read an email that was more than a paragraph. Uh, so. <laughs> well, as salespeople, we love to write really long, convoluted emails because we have a lot to say. We're <laughs> we need to watch that and, and give and check. Well, well, and that this step then is going to require you to actually get organized. I mean, basically, what you're saying here is you got to get organized. Emails, obviously, probably the biggest problem. But it, I would need a folder system then that says, um, you know, either, you know, first of all, just delete. So get rid of this, um, you know, handle two days from now or any quick tips on an organizational system or is it just kind of depend on the person? You need to follow the principle of touch it once, find a way to organize around that. Uh, yeah, I, for me. Uh, I will either send it off to my assistant and say, remind me of this on Friday, you know, I need to respond, Um, or I will see that it's unread and I'll just keep it unread. I'm like, I know that that's going to be a big document and I can't take action on it right now. So um, when I have the moment, I will, and and I'll put it on my list of, hey, I couldn't do this. This wasn't in my top six today, but it could be in my top six tomorrow. Interesting. So... Um, Again, it's 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 a sim. It's red unread. Yeah, that, that, that organization system doesn't seem to be uh, anything that a regular Joe like myself couldn't handle. So you mentioned the the, the top six things, um, and that's that's step number two, two, kind of in your six step process. Yep. What what is the six step? Get, get into that for me. So so what you do is so I do this in, in the morning before every day. Um, I will write down, or sometimes I'll do it the night before, you know, after you finish your day, uh, you look back on the day and go, okay, what are all my to-dos? So you write down all of your to-dos on a piece of paper. And for anybody that's listening to this right now, you can go ahead and do this right now. List out all of your to-dos that you have. And then you want to prior, you want to prioritize and look and say, okay, which are my most important? So, um, uh, and just do the top six. So that's step number two. Can I go to step three? You know, the thing okay. is, well, no, I just want to say, because I, I have a confession to make. I am I am actually a list person. I'm looking at my list right now, and I have <laughs> – I've forgotten this, man. You know, you're funny because I've read this book. I've tried to stick to it. Uh, and just talking to you, I'm like, I've realized I've, I've slipped. I've got one, two, three, four. Looks like I've got 18 things on my list today. Yeah. Do um, I need to spot check your list from here on out? No, but I assume that's probably <laughs> the case, right? I mean, people like me, I love to check things off a list. I love it. It like, gives me that euphoric. It is that rush. In fact, I'm the guy who actually. Do you even, put stuff on your list once it's done just so you just can knock it off? It off yeah, yeah. You've got to do that, you know? Um, it just makes me feel better about myself. But I assume people – that it seems like a simple thing. But average people will have what? Probably 20 to 30 items on their their list. Oh, yeah. Six. Dang it. That is – you've really got to prioritize. Yeah. 
Well, then, I mean, we hop to step number five. Prioritizing is also key. So a lot of the time people will put the, the one through six and it'll be ones where they know that they can just check it off their list. They want that euphoric, oh, yeah, I've checked it off. But is it the most important? Watch it. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of it. times it's not the most it. no, important one. That's so true. step number five is, yeah. you know, prioritize. So you bring up a great point. You know, what is the most important thing that you need to do and make sure that that's on your list? And and let's say that it's a six hour job or, you know, a four hour job. So number three is plan how much time for each task. So you can say, OK, this is in total probably going to take me, you know, two hours, four hours, five hours, 15 minutes. So I'll allocate how much time it takes for each task so you be more realistic about your list. And then step number four, plan when you're going to do each task. So, okay, I know this task is going to take me four hours, but maybe I can chunk it down into, uh, you know, I look at my day and realistically I really only have about a half an hour to work on that six-hour or four-hour task, so I'm going to get this much done of that task. And it's going to go from 10.30 to 11. So, so... Of your six, you know, I need to respond to Ken, uh, and that's going to take me probably 15 minutes. And I need to respond to Will, and that's going to take me another 15 minutes. So I'll put it between 9.30 to 10. 10 to 10.30, I, I have a call with, you know, my leadership team. From 10.30 to 11, I have that uh, that thing I'm going to work on because I know it's the most important thing I need to do. I don't have four hours to work on it, but I'm going to work on it for a half an hour. So, so does this one you also try to put in, I mean, with the six things, does six things also include things that you've mentioned previous, like email checking and got a minute meetings, or are they additional things that you would just plug into this plan yeah. when step? Yep. That's, that's additional. You I, have see. Your I see. So you have your six major priorities and then you try to shove in some of these more organizational time frames when you'll handle these mediocre kind of medial tasks. Um, usually that time is, is left open for if a client has reached out to you, they need help. If, you know, your employees are having a problem, let's say, you know, something happens at home, you need to deal with it. It's just time to respond to reactive things, emails that have popped up. Um, so I you've see. designated yeah. time to handle those things that have popped up in the day to day. So you're being proactive about the reactive things about coming up. About handling the oh, being yeah. proactive about handling the reactive things that come up. So so one of my big problems is okay. So you get things on the list. You you kind of um, de determine how long they're going to take. You plan when you'll actually do it. And you mentioned this earlier. The step five, this kind of prioritization is. Um, because I'm addicted to crossing things off the list, I typically put my simplest things first and I never get to the, the, the more important things. I assume that's pretty typical. Is that, yes. is that correct? Yeah. So, uh, for example, my father, for years, people said, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. You need to write a book. He's like, I'm running 12 companies. There's no way I'm going to write a book. When do I have the time? <laughs> you know, I'm working like a crazy person. Yeah. And then he took his time management, his own methodology and said, okay, I'm going to write my book every Monday night from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. So from every Monday night for one hour a week for two years, he wrote that book. No way. Yeah, yeah. 
Two years. No way. Yep. But it, it, wow. It, it's it's like that 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 old. How do you eat an elephant? One you know one bite at a yep. time. Just it's a little not, bit. That's of, not the analogy. Is it a whale? Is, is it a whale or elephant? Yeah, something like that, whatever yeah. it is. But the idea is you're taking because I was thinking about a project that I'm working on that that, that I'm looking at, at taking several weeks. Right. And it's like okay, how do I how do I t- put a several week project into one of my six things? Yeah. And the, I guess the answer is take an hour, take forty five minutes. Take a little bit of time each day and just chip away at it. Yeah. So for all of the things that you say, oh, I'd love to do that, but I don't have time, but I don't have time, figure out what those impact areas are that you need to work on the business and not just in the business. <laughs> I was just at a Michael Gerber's 80th birthday last Oh, you're yeah, kidding! Yeah. From uh, the email, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a that's another great book. Can't argue that. Yeah, one. I told. So work on the business. So this is all about prioritization. This is about trying to find ways to get proactive about prioritizing then your time. This kind of step five. Which things are most important? Mm-hmm. Let's think about how to order my day according to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean that book for my Got father it. and for Chad Holmes International. I mean it it soared. It took us. You know that's. That's what created the legacy that allowed me to be able to take over and continue to run it because we have raving, rabid fans. You know, they see that book cover and oh, you're looking at one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or, or yeah. they're like, my 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 <laughs> book's falling apart. I need to get a second copy. I've read it so much, or I have it always within arm's distance away from me, or you know, I listen to it on Audible six, eight, ten times, or you know, it's the book that people listen to or read once a year. Or twice a year. Well, yeah, I was just gonna, you know, it's that last piece because you know uh, Amanda is obviously very close with InsideSales.com, knows the co-founder Ken Krog very well. But I would say Ken Krog and I try to remind ourselves probably at least every other year, if not every year, to reread that or re-listen to it on Audible. But then, and how many books do you have that you're like, we need to read? I, I would think of maybe like How to Win Friends, Influence People is one for me. But that 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 that's the level of, of, of Yeah, there's just not very many. So no, no, I, it's I it's gotta be something special for me to go back every year. Yeah, you've definitely got a, a, a raving fan here and that book sounds like it's been obviously the platform to help you guys kind of establish the methodology and just move forward changing a lot of people's lives so so we've got steps one two three four five what am i well what, there yeah. is a step six what is that step six? the sixth step is will it hurt me to throw this away because 70 percent of the files that we file away never get referred to again so uh you know people this is for all the hoarders out there <laughs> throw things away <laughs> so <need>. I- <laughs> Well, I, I would encourage anybody who, who doubts this right now, as long as you're not driving, open up your phone. Number one, look at the number of apps that you have that you never use. Mm-hmm. Number two, look at your photographs and how many photographs you have that you were sure this is like an important moment that you needed to capture uh, and you've never looked at that picture again. I'm the worst hey, at that. On, I have – wait, I'll pull it up. <laughs> My photos are the worst. I have – oh, where is it? Okay, I don't know where to – <laughs> last time I checked, I, I have 11,400 photos on my phone right now. On your phone? On my phone, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, as long as we're confessing then, uh, <laughs> I currently have 15,000 emails in my inbox. Woo! 
Yeah, my my wife's got twenty thousand unread emails in her Gmail. Oh partly because she doesn't, she likes to see how big she can make that badge on her iPhone. Hey, so Amanda and I both <laughs> confess something. I, I don't want to know about your wife. I want to know about you. This is, this is secret time. I I have maxed out the number of pages on my iPhone that I can have apps on. Are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh I, I love how many and, is that? And I've never even thought about they're, they're that. Fi- I don't know. I haven't counted. And that's that's including they're in folders. I I put them in folders so that you know That's a problem. We're that is a need problem. To talk about that offline. Okay, Mr. How many emails again? <laughs> but it goes back to the one of the first things you were talking about, right? Which is touch it once. Um there there's I have a I have, a, I, I have a, a, a workshop at home and I have something that I, I live by what I call first order retrievability. All my tools have to be able to grab them without moving other tools out of the way, right? And how if, if – man, if you wanted to show me a picture, how hard would it be for you to sort through those 11,400 pictures to find the one that you wanted to show me, right? How hard would it be to find the files that you're trying to show us when you've got 70, 80 percent of them just clogging up the works? How much simpler would it be? Interesting. Well, we're kind of coming to our to, to the end here. We went through the six steps. Man, man any chance you could kind of summarize those six steps? Because we were we were blabbing so much during that, we may have missed kind of the cohesiveness. What, can you summarize the kind of the six step process yeah. real quick? Yep. So uh, all of these. Let me preframe it for a second. All of this. It takes you anywhere between five minutes to fifteen minutes. Either at the end of your That's day or yep. in the beginning of your day. Uh, so it's a quick thing, but it takes the PhD, pig-headed discipline and determination throughout the day to hold to it, okay? <laughs> got it. I got it. But, PhD, but we see, got it. Okay. I mean, people say, you know, that's the thing that changed their lives immediately. You could do this tomorrow and you'll see a 400% increase in your productivity, hands down. Super simple. So, so step number life. one, touch it once. Step number two, list out your important tasks and then pick the top six. Number three, plan how much time for each task. Number four, plan when to do each task. So putting it into your schedule, 9 to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 11, 30, 11, 30 to 11, 45. Uh, five, prioritize doing the most important things first, whether you have to check, chunk it down into an hour a week. And then number six, will it hurt me to throw this away? Got it. Wow. Well, there you have it. Those are the six steps from Amanda Holmes from Chet Holmes International. Amanda, really appreciate you uh, joining the show today. I know I, I've got a few things to tighten on my uh, my time management <laughs> secrets for billionaires. But for the audience, if you've not read the book, um, we'll put we'll you, put got to uh, do it. You've we'll put a link it. to it on. Uh, is it on Amazon, Amanda? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we'll, we'll put a link to that in the audio book in our show notes and right. uh, so that, that you can wear out another copy. And uh, let's get rid of some apps and get rid of some pictures and get rid of some emails we'll that are it. clogging up the works. We'll but, do it. All righty, Amanda. We'll appreciate your time and have a, have a fantastic thanks. day. Thanks. If you want to get in touch with us, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with us, we're on LinkedIn and Twitter. I'm found at Steve Error, S-T-E-V-E-E-R-O-R. And Gabe is at Gabe Larson. Uh, that's Larson with an S-E-N. <clears throat> uh, go ahead and, and message us there, uh, hashtag Sales Acceleration Show. You can also send us an email at podcastinsidesales.com. And you can read more about us uh, on, on at insidesales.com. So also don't forget to subscribe to our podcast via Google Play 
Stitcher and iTunes and be sure and rate us. Leave some comments. Let us know what you think. Gabe's curious. Uh, he wants to know what's going on. And, uh, and, and then let's get at it. Appreciate it. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Amanda.